This episode of the OrthoBullets podcast will go over the topic of undifferentiated pleomorphic sarcoma from the pathology section on orthobullets.com. Let's start this episode with a quick summary. Undifferentiated pleomorphic sarcoma, previously known as malignant fibrous histiocytoma, is a high-grade, aggressive, malignant fibrogenic tumor. The condition is typically seen in patients 55 to 80 years of age who present with a slow-growing, painless mass. Diagnosis is made with a biopsy showing spindled, histiocytic, and multinucleated eosinophilic giant cells arranged in a storiform pattern arranged around small vessels. Treatment is usually wide-margin surgical excision with radiotherapy. Now, let's get into the episode. With respect to epidemiology, the incidence of undifferentiated pleomorphic sarcoma is 1 to 9 per 100,000. As far as the demographics, this is the most common soft tissue sarcoma in adults 55 to 80 years of age. Caucasians are more affected than African Americans, and males are more affected than females. In terms of anatomic location, undifferentiated pleomorphic sarcomas are found in the extremities, more commonly in the lower extremities than the upper extremities. They can also be found in the retroperitoneum. As far as the etiology, in terms of genetic mutations, know that the programmed cell death protein 1 or PD-1 expression is seen in 30% of patients. Now let's talk about the classification of undifferentiated pleomorphic sarcoma, and the one to know is the AJCC staging system for soft tissue sarcoma of the extremity or trunk, and this is divided into four stages. Let's go over the differences between each of these stages with respect to size, lymph node involvement, metastasis, and grade. So stage 1 is subdivided into two subtypes, stage 1A and stage 1B. Stage 1A corresponds to a tumor size of less than 5 centimeters. As far as lymph node involvement, there is none or unknown in stage 1A, there is no metastasis, and the grade is low. Stage 1B corresponds to a tumor size of greater than 5 centimeters. The lymph node involvement is also none or unknown in stage 1B, there is no metastasis, and the grade is low. Stage 2 corresponds to a tumor size of less than 5 centimeters. Lymph node involvement is none slash unknown. The metastasis is none. However, the grade is intermediate slash high. Stage 3 is subdivided into two subtypes, stage 3A and stage 3B. Stage 3A has a tumor size between 5 to 10 centimeters, and the lymph node involvement is none slash unknown. There is no metastasis, and the grade is intermediate slash high. Stage 3B corresponds to a tumor size of greater than 10 centimeters. There's also no or unknown lymph node involvement. There's no metastasis, and the grade is intermediate slash high. Finally, stage 4 is subdivided into two subtypes, stage 4A and stage 4B. Stage 4A can have any tumor size. There's regional lymph node involvement. There's no metastasis, and the grade can be any grade. Finally, stage 4B also corresponds to any tumor size. There may be any type of lymph node involvement metastasis is present, and the grade can be any grade. Now, let's talk about the presentation of undifferentiated pleomorphic sarcoma. As far as a history, these patients may have a history of trauma that draws attention to the mass. As far as symptoms, these patients may present with fever. Common symptoms include a slow-growing, painless mass. And as far as location, as we previously mentioned, is more common in the lower extremities than the upper extremities, and then lastly, the retroperitoneum. On physical exam, inspection may reveal a painless soft tissue mass that may be palpable. Lack of ecchymosis suggests an encapsulated mass, which could contradict diagnosis of a hematoma, which typically presents with ecchymosis after trauma. On neurovascular exam, know that mass effect may cause neurovascular symptoms. Moving on to imaging, be sure to obtain plane radiographs with orthogonal views for the initial workup. 
and MRI is mandatory to evaluate soft tissue lesions in the extremities and determine treatment algorithm. As far as findings, T1 imaging will show low signal intensity that is iso-intense with muscle, and T2 will show high signal intensity. Moving on to studies to work up undifferentiated pleomorphic sarcoma, in terms of serum labs, these patients may present with hypoglycemia and may present with elevated white blood cell count. Moving on to histology, the gross anatomy will show a nodular gray-white mass. Note that there are three subtypes of the histology for undifferentiated pleomorphic sarcoma. There's pleomorphic, which encompasses 80 to 85% of cases, giant cell, which encompasses 10% of cases, and inflammatory, which encompasses less than 10% of cases. The specific histology will show spindled, histiocytic, and multinucleated eosinophilic giant cells, cells arranged in a storiform or cartwheel pattern arranged around small vessels, as well as atypia and mitoses that are present. Treatment of an undifferentiated pleomorphic sarcoma is operative. Biopsy is indicated for a mass concerning for malignancy after clinical and radiological workup. As far as outcomes, know that you will obtain best results if the biopsy is done at the institution where definitive surgery will take place under a multidisciplinary team. Moving on to wide surgical resection and radiation therapy, as far as indications, this is the standard of care in most cases. Radiation is an important adjunct to surgery, decreasing local recurrence, and chemotherapy may be administered in some cases. As far as outcomes, there is a 50-60% to 60% five-year survival. Finally, moving on to amputation, this is indicated when otherwise unable to resect the tumor with negative margins. Another indication is when resection would result in irreversible damage to major nerves. Finally, another indication is patient comorbidities that limit potential for recovery after a limb-sparing surgery. As far as outcomes, amputation has good prognosis in the absence of metastatic disease. Now, let's go over some of these surgical techniques in a bit more detail. Starting with the biopsy, the approach will be a longitudinal incision. Know that transverse incisions are contraindicated due to a need for a wider resection at the time of surgery. As far as the technique, use the anatomic route that limits contamination of compartments and neurovascular structures. Also maintain meticulous hemostasis, use a knife or curette to remove the tissue, Drains should be placed distal and in line with the surgical incision to allow removal of the drain site with an extensile incision. Moving on to wide resection and radiation therapy, the approach will use an elliptical incision used to incorporate the biopsy and drain sites. As far as the technique, in terms of resection, be sure to use a tourniquet without exsanguination. Of course, you will maintain meticulous hemostasis and meticulous dissection to ensure wide margins must confirm the border is free of disease with histology. Therefore, a frozen section can be used to ensure margins are free of tumor. Know that in terms of radiation, 50 grays preoperatively and 66 grays postoperatively is the standard dose for soft tissue sarcomas. Finally, moving on to amputation. As far as the approach, the level and incision is guided by advanced imaging to ensure negative margins. As far as the technique, again, you will use a tourniquet without exsanguination, just like in a wide resection. You will maintain meticulous hemostasis and meticulous dissection should be done to ensure wide margins, and you must confirm a border free of disease with histology. A frozen section can be used to ensure margins are free of tumor. Finally, as far as prognosis, as we mentioned earlier, survival with treatment for an undifferentiated pleomorphic sarcoma has a 50 to 60% five-year survival. Okay, so now that we've gone over the major points about this topic, let's go over a few questions to apply the information and get a sense of how this topic has been tested on past exams. First question. A 63-year-old man presents with an enlarging mass in his left thigh. 
AP and lateral radiographs of the left thigh demonstrate a large soft tissue density in the medial aspect of the proximal thigh. An axial fat suppression T1-weighted MRI demonstrates a large heterogeneous soft tissue mass. Histological image of biopsy shows spindle cells in the classic storiform pattern and histiocytes with marked pleomorphism and bizarre nuclei. Which of the following is the best next step in treatment? And the choices are 1. Observation 2. Marginal resection 3. Marginal resection and radiation 4. Wide resection and chemotherapy and 5. Wide resection and radiation The correct answer to this question is 5. Wide resection and radiation So the patient has an undifferentiated pleomorphic soft tissue sarcoma which should be treated with wide resection and radiation. Undifferentiated pleomorphic soft tissue sarcomas present as painless enlarging lesions typically in the lower extremity. Treatment includes wide excision and radiation to prevent local recurrence. The standard dose of radiation is 50 to 60 gray and may be given pre or postoperatively. Preoperative radiation is associated with a 30% risk for wound complications, while postoperative radiation is associated with greater radiation-induced morbidity and an increased risk of radiation-induced sarcoma. Candle et al. published a review on surgical margins and the handling of soft tissue sarcoma in the extremities. They found that patients with clear margins have a better prognosis, but no prospective studies have indicated how wide margins should be. They recommend that in limb salvage surgery for extremity soft tissue sarcoma, the procedure should be planned to achieve a clear margin. However, to preserve functionality, surgery may result in a very close, defined as less than 1 cm, or even microscopically positive margin. In this circumstance, they recommend that the use of preoperative or postoperative radiation should be considered. Ahmad et al. published a study on the width of the surgical margin and outcomes in patients with extremity and truncal soft tissue sarcoma treated with radiotherapy. They found that in patients undergoing radiotherapy and limb-sparing surgery for soft tissue sarcoma, achieving a negative margin is essential for optimizing both local control and survival. However, the absolute quantitative width of the negative margin does not significantly influence outcome, and so attempts at wide margins of resection appear to be unnecessary. They note that their findings should not be applied to those patients undergoing surgery alone as the local treatment of their soft tissue sarcoma, in which case wider margins of resection may be necessary. And moving on to the final question, a 64-year-old man presents with forearm swelling. A gadolinium-enhanced MRI of his forearm shows a heterogeneous mass on the volar radial side of the forearm with peripheral enhancement. A chest CT shows pulmonary metastases. Histological appearance of biopsy shows high cellularity comprising high-grade heterogeneous pleomorphic cells with high mitotic index and occasional bizarre multinucleated giant cells. Fluorescence in situ hybridization is negative for an X18 translocation and a 1216 translocation. Immunohistochemistry is negative for Desmin, myogenin, and CD34. What is the most likely pathologic diagnosis? And the choices are 1. Alveolar rhabdomyosarcoma, 2. Myxoid liposarcoma, 3. Dermatofibrosarcoma protuberans, 4. Synovial sarcoma, and 5. High-grade pleomorphic undifferentiated sarcoma. The correct answer to this question is 5. High-grade pleomorphic undifferentiated sarcoma. So the tumor resected is a high-grade pleomorphic undifferentiated sarcoma, previously known as pleomorphic malignant fibrous histiocytoma, or MFH. MFH is the most common soft tissue sarcoma that occurs in adults. However, the origin of the cell type or types remains unclear. 
Subtypes include pleomorphic sarcoma with giant cells, otherwise known as a giant cell MFH, and undifferentiated pleomorphic sarcoma with prominent inflammation, otherwise known as an inflammatory MFH. Randall et al. reviewed soft tissue sarcomas and state that pleomorphic undifferentiated sarcoma is the most common subtype, making up 60 to 70% of cases, affects adults greater than 40 years old, affects males more than females, and is found deep in the extremities and may rapidly enlarge and may be painful. In addition, 5% of patients have lung metastasis. Vasilios et al. reviewed high-grade undifferentiated sarcoma of the extremities. They found that local recurrence developed in 19.3% and 31.5% developed lung metastases. Five-year survival was 66.7%. Tumors greater than 5 centimeters were significant variables for metastases and decreased survival. They concluded that overall prognosis was poor. To quickly go over the incorrect answers, answer 1, alveolar rhabdomyosarcoma is incorrect as this displays alveolar round cells and primitive rhabdomyoblasts. Myogenin and Desmond would be positive. Answer 2, myxoid liposarcoma is incorrect as this would be positive for a 12-16 translocation. Answer 3, dermatofibrosarcoma pertuberans is incorrect as this affects young to middle-aged adults and they present as a painless subcutaneous nodule and CD34 would be positive. Finally, answer 4, synovial sarcoma is incorrect as synovial sarcoma would be positive for an X18 translocation. That's all for this review about undifferentiated pleomorphic sarcoma. Hopefully that was helpful. This is the OrthoBullets podcast, a daily audio review session by OrthoBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for orthopedic surgery education. Keep in mind that these podcasts are designed to go along with the topics on orthobullets.com. And in fact, you can listen to these episodes right on the OrthoBullets website or mobile app while going through the topic. If you've gotten any value from the OrthoBullets podcast so far, please consider leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Also, if you aren't already, be sure to follow OrthoBullets on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube for daily high-yield content. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow right here on the OrthoBullets podcast. <laughs>